You are now listening to the Legends Lingo Podcast, presented by StudentUnionSports.com. Here are your hosts, Al and Powder. All right, everybody, welcome back in. Legends Lingo Podcast, episode 232, is always presented by StudentUnionSports.com. Make sure to check out StudentUnionSports.com for all of the daily blogs, to all the podcasts, and everything else in between. Again, make sure to check out the Is It Saturday Yet podcast. They just had an interview with TCU linebacker Johnny Hodges. Great interview, down-to-earth guy. Make sure to check that out. Alan Hegan here, Maddie Burnett, back again for another episode. What Maddie, am I going to be like the official co-host of this well, thing, Allie? What's well, taking so long? I was just going to ask you, do you want to be the official third co-host? At this rate, I mean, this is what, the third straight well, week? Of well, no, no, this? no. Do, do you want to be? Yeah, I'd be down. Okay, so there you go. Maddie Burnett's going to be our third co-host. Okay. All right, sweet. That was easy. But you got to commit to uh, recording on Tuesday nights. All right, fair enough. Okay, there you have it. We'll confirm that with powder and then we'll go from there. We'll yeah, we'll we'll have some off uh podcast negotiations. Exactly. So powder, there you go. We found our third co-host of the future, which means <laughs> he'll probably be on for a month and then he'll leave us, just like all of our other friends. But anyways, <laughs> uh before we get started, quick shout out to former Couch Guy Sports Vice President and former Legends Lingo guest, Jared Scally, for having his second child. Yeah, we love babies here. We love babies. We do. Brought a son into the world. Congratulations, Jared, for being a dad for the second time. Good, and, good job, Jared. Just uh, standing there while uh, your wife did all the work. Good job, Jared. <laughs> Congratulations to the Scally family. So shout out to Jared. Great friend of the program. Great friend in general. Good people. Good guy. Very good, good guy. guy. Very good guy. All right. Enough giving false praise. No, we're kidding. That was actually like, wow. legitimate praise. Wow. That, that was actually legitimate praise. That was legitimate, but. Let's get into it. Not a lot has happened this week. The two big things we're going to talk about, the MLB trade deadline has come and gone, and Patriots training camp continues to happen. We'll talk about some of the stories that are kind of coming out there. Maddie, you have your Patriots hat on. You want to just talk Patriots first? Uh, let's get the Sox out of the way. Let's get them out of the way first, just like how they got the trade deadline just out of the way. Okay. So we'll talk Red Sox first, which is totally fine. So the Boston Red Sox, have completed the MLB trade deadline along with all the other MLB teams. It came and gone on August 1st at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the Boston Red Sox basically did nothing. That, that, what a shock. What a shock. If I bet, if I was a betting man, I would have bet they would have done nothing. Well, you would have lost because they actually did do something. Well, but... they, did, they did one dinky little trade for a guy that's hitting 145 or whatever in like the minors or whatever. Hey, listen, we're, we're going to get into all that. One thing you got to learn if you're going to be a co-host, you can't bury the lead here. And you, you, you bury the lead a lot, buddy. No, I'm going to do that. That's okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. This isn't your podcast. This is our podcast. We are inviting you to join the family. Right. That's and, I'm you... giving my, and I'm giving my perspective. Yes, but wait for me to ask it, every... damn it. God. So annoying. <laughs> all right, so... The Red Sox made one move at the deadline, acquiring Brewers middle infielder Luis Urias. And like Maddie said, he's hitting 145 the MLB level this season in about 50 games. And he is actually in AAA right now. And it was for a minor league pitcher. I'm trying to find the Chris Cotillo tweet that has everything. Oh, here it is. 
So the, the Red Sox trade deadline is in its entirety. There were three trades made in total, one on the actual day before the deadline. So here's who's in and here who is here's who is out. In for the Red Sox, infielder Luis Urias, right-handed pitcher Mauricio Levera, right-handed pitcher Nick Robertson, right-handed pitcher Justin Hageman, out for the Red Sox, infielder Kike Hernandez, right-handed pitcher Bradley Blaylock, that was in the Luis uh, Urias trade, and right-handed pitcher Marquise Johnson. I'm guessing that was the pitcher in the Lovera deal. So opening take with this trade deadline, besides the fact that it sucked, because let's just call it like it is, it sucked. But Maddie, I hate to say this, and I hate to sound all Boston sports radio here, but this is kind of what we should expect for the next couple of years. Because Hein Bloom is in a position where he knew coming into 2023 that this was going to be a bridge season. The Red Sox were not going to win the World Series. He wanted them to just be competitive, just be in the thick of things, and that's a successful year. He had the quote the other day after the deadline that said, we're under, we are, we're underdogs. You know, we don't have a playoff spot, and we kind of wanted to stay true to who we were. That's about as flip-flop of an answer, as controversial of an answer, as just as dumb of an answer as I've ever heard in the Heim Bloom era. You need to realize. That's something I would say. eh, Yeah, but you would at least think about it first. The Red Sox need to realize something. They're the Boston Red Sox. They have like a top 10 payroll in the MLB for a reason. You have won championships because you have spent when spending was needed. Look at the last couple World Series titles. 2013, you did it by accident, but guess what? You went out and you made moves. You got Shane Victorino. You got Mike Napoli. You got those guys. You got Jake Peavy at the deadline. You made moves. I forgot they did that. Oh, my God. I know. I got... I got reminded of it today. But in 2000, oh in, two, about him. in 2018, look at the building blocks that were put into place. You signed David Price. You traded for Chris Sale. You traded for Craig Kimbrell. You signed J.D. Martinez. At the trade deadline, you traded for Steve Pierce. You traded for Nathan Eovaldi. Guess what? Yes, Missile Pierce. Yes. A World Series MVP, by the way, Steve Pierce. And guess what? Yes. You won the World Series because of it. Now, I understand this team is in a much different situation than it was five years ago. Five years ago, that was a very veteran-heavy team with a couple of young guys like Rafi Devers coming onto the scene. I understand that. But when you are in a position where you have overachieved to the point where you can fight for a playoff spot, the Red Sox are only behind the Jays for a playoff spot. And guess what? The Red Sox play the Jays at Fenway Excuse me. Excuse me. this upcoming weekend in a three-game series. Big series. This is a big series. It is. You can leapfrog the Jays and be in an actual playoff spot. Now, would it have helped if you won the San Francisco series and the Seattle series? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. That definitely would have helped. You would have been half a game out. Could have been some wiggle room, but I digress. It is what it is with this team. I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath anymore it kind of took the wind out of my sail, that trade deadline. I wasn't expecting like a Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander, even though now supposedly the Red Sox had a deal or were like trying to deal for Justin Verlander, which is great. But I'm sick and tired of when you have the chance to make a move, you don't do it. You just stay pat. You sit on your hands. 
And by the way, Maddie, one thing that drives me nuts, and then I do want to hear your take on this because I know I'm ranting on and on. But in 2021, at the trade deadline, everyone was happy that they got Kyle Schwarber. And don't get me wrong, it was a great move. But if Kyle Schwarber wasn't hurt, I don't think Bloom goes and gets him because the value wouldn't have been as good. He got a cheap deal for Kyle Schwarber, brought him in for half a season, and he was awesome here. And I'm glad the move worked out. But again, he's not going to do that unless he wins the deal. That's Bloom's M.O. Win the deal. Get all the value that you can. Play it safe. At some point, you're going to have to push your chips into the middle of the table using a poker reference and making sure that you do what you need to do to help this team win. Because if you keep thinking the future, the future, the future, the future, you're never going to have the present. And in the present, you have Rafael Devers, that's the cornerstone of your team, Tristan Casas, that looks like he's going to be a cornerstone too, Brian Bayo in the rotation, Masataka Yoshida, Jaron Duran, looks like Alex Verdugo, maybe staying, maybe he's going, who knows. But you have at least those five guys that I mentioned before Verdugo to start with. And you need to add to that. My rant's over. Maddie, I want your overall thoughts on the trade deadline and your overall thoughts just on everything that's going on uh, in Red Sox Nation. Disappointing. Um, Red Sox, they're right in the thick of things right now. As you said, they got a big series against the Jays this weekend. Could have really improved the team here, but Time Bloom uh, took a page of Bill Belichick's uh, book and said, ah, I'm going to go cheap. I'm going to go cheap, and I'm just going to try to get players that might potentially be good one day. Instead of going to go get a, a, not a superstar, obviously, but go get somebody who can make an impact on the team immediately. But instead, we're trading for a guy from Milwaukee who's batting 145. And memory serves me right, he only has one home run. What are you doing, Heim? This is the reason, stuff like this is the reason why he's going to get fired. It wouldn't surprise me that if the Red Sox just miss out on the playoffs this year, wouldn't surprise me that a month after the regular season ends during the postseason, we all wake up one day to the notification of Red Sox fire Heim Bloom. Wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, it also wouldn't surprise me if we don't see that notification. Just the guy that's in charge of the Red Sox overall, John Henry, does not care about the team at all and would probably prefer for the team to fail anyways. So you mentioned... Time Bloom getting fired. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Guess what? You're wrong, and here's why. What you just said, your last point about John Henry not caring about the team, that's yeah. why Heim Bloom's not going to get fired. Because John exactly. Henry is giving the, uh, the the orders to Heim Bloom, being like, keep us under the luxury tax, keep us somewhat competitive, and we'll be happy. John Henry yeah, has... Like, so like I said, John Henry doesn't care about the Red Sox. Right. Cares more about what, like Liverpool or whatever, whatever team he owns. Liverpool, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I guess he wants to buy an NFL franchise now or an NBA franchise. Yeah, like he cares more about them than the Red Sox. Because John Henry, you know what he is? He's a businessman. He's not a baseball guy. He's a businessman. And you know what? You want to be a businessman, that's fine. Then sell your team, make a profit, go do whatever the heck you want to do, and give it to somebody that actually cares. I know cares. we make fun of this team a lot, but the Mets – I know we make fun of them, but at least Steve Cohen is willing to do whatever it takes to make his team good. Yes, he went out and signed Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. It didn't work out, but at least he tried. 
He tried to get them to be a World Series favorite. I commend him for doing that. That is a baseball guy. Look at the two GMs, too. Two of the three GMs that have won World Series titles here, Maddie. Theo Epstein, a baseball guy. Yes, he's very smart. We know he went to Yale and all that stuff, but you would consider him a baseball guy, right? He was, yeah. I mean, look what he did with the Cubs. Yeah, Red Sox and Cubs. So two different organizations. Two different organizations. Two of the most loser organizations before the early 2000s. And he turned them into winners and got them each a World Series title, respectively. Two with the Red Sox and one with the Cubs. Epstein was with the Cubs, right, when they won it? Yes, he was. Yep. Ben Charrington kind of fell into it. And he got he got lucky. I won't lie. He was kind of he, he got lucky. <laughs> he did. He got lucky. And then Dave Dombrowski, they don't call him Deal and Davy for nothing because guess what? He's willing to make deals and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get well, his team to the promised land. Well, my one thing about Dombrowski is that he screws up the futures of any organization that he touches. He'll trade away an entire farm system for a top guy, and then five years after he leaves the organization. They look like the Mets. Right. But here's the thing. In the present, yes, in the future, it's bad. But in the present, he led the Phillies to the World Series last year. I mean, he led the Tigers to multiple chances to potentially get to the World Series when he had the Scherzer, Cabrera, Fielder, Coors in place. So Dave Dombrowski, I'd rather, if I'm win now, if I want to win right now, I'm taking Dave Dombrowski. If you want, oh, I agree. And if you want the future, Fine, bring Heim Blumen, bring one of those guys in, but guess what? You're going to have a really pissed-off fan base, and I think that Heim Bloom's model would work if this was Kansas City or Pittsburgh or – I'm trying to think, like – I mean, obviously Tampa, but – A, a are- crappy team that can, that can afford to have a future built in the process instead of a win-now team. A lower-tier market. That's what yeah. it is. A lower-tier market. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of it. I just hope the Red Sox stay competitive until the last week because guess what? This team has worked their asses off. Like I'm good with I'm good with the Red Sox just being in the thick of things till the very end of the season because they've earned that. Alex Cora, besides Sunday's game, which he did a horrendous job in managing, for the most part, I commend him. And you know what? Jimmy Stewart mentioned this on the baseball hour on 98.5, the sports hub, and I'm going to agree with him on it. Alex Cora should get some manager of the year votes. Not saying he has to win it, but he should get some consideration for what he's done with that roster. Because that roster is six games over 500 and nobody thought they'd be at this point. If anything, in Heim Bloom's ideal world, they would have been under 500. They could have sold off the pieces and gone even younger. Like James Paxton wouldn't still be around. Adam Duvall still wouldn't be around. Alex Verdugo might not even be around. Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, they might not even be around. But again, the Red Sox had other ideas. And instead of being like, you know what? Let's give them a a fifth starting pitcher until Sale and Whitlock come back and how come back. Doesn't do a thing. He gets uh, a middle infielder with potential. Apparently, Mm -hmm. Apparently he had a decent OPS. In 2021, 2022, but I don't care about that. I care about what have you done for me lately. Yeah. And I, I just wish the Sox had a guy like Mike Hazen in the league right now. Yeah. From Arizona. Look yep. what he did. Look, look what he did with Arizona this year. He was with and the he Red made, Sox. He was with the Red Sox at one point. Exactly. It's and now he's in Arizona. He's killing it. Yeah. He's making it di- the Diamondbacks a legitimate threat in the National League. Let me ask you this right now, Maddie. On 
August 3rd, 2023, with two months left in the season. Are the Red Sox a playoff team? Can they make the playoffs? No, they're going to miss it by a game. I'm telling you right now. They're going to miss it by one game. Okay. I don't think I can gonna... guarantee you they're going to lose one game to Toronto this weekend, and that's going to be the reason why they lose. They lose out and go to the playoffs. This series is going to determine it. So I agree. I agree with I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they had the chance to really solidify it because, again, the guys that are coming back, and I know they're going to use it, but, like, oh, we have Chris Sale. We have Trevor Stories right around the corner, which they are, but, like, Tanner Howe, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, but the three of those four guys have gotten injured multiple times before. Tanner Hawk I'll give a pass to because a line drive to the face, like that's that that's just freak. That's a freak yeah. accident. That's yeah. bad luck. But oh my goodness. You expect Chris Dale to stay healthy? No. Really? Dude, you look you look at him funny and he and he tweaks the knee. I'm I'm just I'm tired of it. It's ridiculous, but this is what it is. And I will say this a lot of the a lot of the radio personalities have said this. There's been a lot of people online that have said this, and I agree with this take, so I'm going to say it. To your point earlier about Heimblum being fired, if he doesn't make a big move this offseason to get the Red Sox in actual contention, by the end of 2024, he could get fired. Yeah. He could. I hope so. I hope so. At, at this point, you need to really figure out what you are. You You know what you are, but you need to figure out what can you do to actually be more than just competitive, like a little bit competitive. Yeah. Like what can you do to keep up in the rest of your division? Because look around the league, the Rays upgraded. They got Aaron Savale. The Orioles got Jack Flaherty. The Blue Jays added Paul DeJong. I don't know if I said that right. Or DeJong. I don't know how you say it. And they got somebody else. The Yankees didn't do much, but I guarantee you, because they're the Yankees this offseason, they're going to go out and make a ton of moves. To get they're going to go get Shohei this offseason, probably. Probably. And guess what? When If and when that happens, how are you going to respond? You're going to have to. How, though? That's the question, and I don't know if Bloom has the answer. And you know what? The sooner Bloom is out of here, the better. Maybe, maybe that's for the better. Because for all the Bloom, you know, enthusiasts and everything – yeah, he's hit on some moves. He he really has. I can give him his credit for some of them, like Kyle Schwarber, Hunter Renfro, Garrett Whitlock. Like, yeah, he's hit on some of them. Hansel Robles in 2021, fine. But how many misses has he had? And not just with players, but with opportunities. Too many. Too many to count. Way too many. That's where that's where I'm just going to leave it. Real quick, Kike Hernandez leaving. Happy, sad, indifferent. Uh, indifferent. I mean, he got her, you know, did, he did what he had to do with us. Uh, came here, got his ring. Not, not a ring, but not a ring, but it. came close to getting a ring. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was dominant for us in, in 2021. He had a really good postseason. Yeah, he did. Imagine this, Maddie. If the Red Sox don't make the playoffs this year, if it wasn't for a hot week in 2021, the Red Sox could have been out of the playoffs for five straight seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. 19, 20, 21, 22, and maybe 23. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nuts, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe they surprise us. Maybe they they go on a little bit of a winning streak enough to get that third wild card spot. Who knows? And then we'll go from there. 
Anything else with the trade deadline of the Red Sox you want to bring up before we kind of move on? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Let's talk about a sport that actually matters. Football. Football. Never do that again. Football. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Football is back. The Hall of Fame game is actually tonight as we're recording. It's uh, Jets-Browns, even though it's not real football. It's it's football. Yeah, Roger Goodell gave a giant old hug to Deshaun Watson. I'm sure that's going to go great tomorrow in the headlines. Oh, it's going to be perfect. Can't yep. wait for it. Hey, at least he gave him a story. At least he gave everybody a story. But anyways. That's probably going to be more talked about than the actual game tonight. Probably. Normally every year, Al. I'm, you know, it's the Hall of Fame game, but I'm excited because it's a football game. I can give. I gotta censor myself here. No, I you don't. Give, no, you don't. I can give two lesses of a craps about this game tonight. You can swear on this podcast. I just I'm choose. probably not even gonna watch it, honestly. By the way, just just for the future, you can swear if you want to. I just choose not to because of you know. I try not to either. So okay, good, 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 good. All right, Patriots. Let's talk a little bit more about training camp. So training camp has continued on. And the offense looks like, Maddie, they're starting to kind of click a little bit. Yeah, they, they figured it out. One one Saturday off is all it took. Sometimes you just need a day to just chill, relax. Read, look at the playbook on your own and... And get back to it. Get back to it. Because that Sunday, because you weren't there, obviously. Me and my girlfriend, we were there. Looked completely like night and day from when we were there that Thursday. Oh, for sure. And I, I, I thought, like, okay, where, where, where's the team that I saw on Thursday? <laughs> any given day right any given day they've looked good this week in general the offense seems to get better and better every day the defense i mean the defense is looking great obviously the offensive line still is as feeble as an actual pilgrim but you know <laughs> nice I, I just want there's one thing that i wanted to talk about and that's the wide receiver room now we've we've talked about it all offseason obviously it got heightened when deandre hopkins the rumors were out there and then obviously he signs with tennessee he doesn't come here but here's the thing. I think this wide receiving core is actually going to be okay. Because when you take a look at the top two receivers that we have, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, pretty good one-two combination. I'm not saying they're top 10. Yeah, for when Parker's healthy. Right. But they're top half of the league, I would say. I would Duo. say. Duo, right? Yeah. How not like about- a top 10, but like top 15. No. Yes. How many wide receivers – do you really need to be successful? And why I'm saying this is look at a team like Cincinnati. They have obviously Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and then maybe Tyler Boyd, maybe. But you would consider yeah. you consider them a top two heavy team, right? In receivers yeah. with, with Higgins and Chase. Yeah. Even like the years when Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs, it was really Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey was. Travis Kelsey Kelsey's was a not even a receiver, technically. Right. And then on my it, it was like Byron Pringle and Sammy Watkins. Right. Other guys that no one really cares for. And then on Miami, it's it's Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, only two receivers. So with the Patriots, you have this new offense. You have Bill O'Brien, which by the way, everyone has been still raving about Bill O'Brien saying the offense looks like it has good tempo. People know where they're supposed to be. There's not as many false starts and miscommunications as there was in 2022. Funny when you actually have a, an offensive coach, yeah. the coach's offense. Who, Shocking who, who, would have thought, who would have thought that offensive coordinators matter? Who would have thought? I know. Crazy, right? It's a crazy concept. It is a crazy concept. But with those wide receivers, 
I just want to talk about real quick who we think is going to make the opening day roster. I see that, what you're doing here. That's that's what I want to talk about. I see what you're doing here. Not not quite. Not quite. So, Maddie, I think we can agree on Parker and Juju are going to be locks to make the roster. Yes. I think that's 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 a given. After that, there's really not another receiver so far that you can guarantee is going to make the roster. I can I, I'm gonna say right now I can guarantee Demario Douglas. So with that, okay, so I was gonna lead into that. So Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas, as, as everyone's calling him now, has <laughs> had a really great training camp, taking a lot of reps with the lot with, with the ones. Even Kayshawn Booty has kind of taken some reps with the ones the past couple of days, and he's really started to kind of come onto the scene. So I'm gonna ask you this. Is there a surprise cut coming for the Patriots in the receiver room? I mean, here's the thing. I wrote about this today on Musket Fire because I I see what you're hinting towards here, Al. Give me if, you read to what I, if you read what I wrote, I did not say Tyquan Thornton will get released. I said, if anything, he could possibly be traded or he's just a reserve special teams guy. Because, my God, he's disappearing fast in training camp. He had a yeah. great OTA. He had a great OTA. Training camp has rolled around. We've I've seen him maybe make two catches all training camp so far, maybe three. That's bad. We're at, we're eight days in. The pads are on. He's supposed to be our deep threat guy this year, and yet when they're doing the deep threat drills, only one pass has gone to gone to uh, Tyquan Thornton so far. This is a problem. It's a problem, and now he's limited. He's losing reps on the field, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they even practice squad him. Maybe. Maybe they do. And honestly, I actually just saw something from Mike Reese about 45 minutes ago. Linebacker Therese Hall has been waived by the Patriots with an injury designation. Yeah, so now there's two open spots on the roster. You know, Bill Belichick will go get a guy that's bagging uh, groceries uh, at Shaw's, and then he'll go to Home Depot and be like, oh, you work the hardware section? Section, congrats, you're our new defensive tackle. That's what he'll do. But with that, I mean, the fact that the offense is coming around, Maddie, especially in the red zone, I'm not saying they're going to be a top 10 offense. I'm not saying that. But if they can be middle of the pack and hopefully can have some sort of continuity with the defensive work that they did last year on the defensive side of the football, you can do that and you improve your special teams a little bit not saying they're a Super Bowl team, but I'm saying they're at least they're, no, they're, far as, they're, they're pretty far from being a Super Bowl team. But they're a playoff team. I don't know about that. You were eight and nine last season with that horrendous offense, and you probably could have won one or two other games. You probably could have won the Chicago game if you did that one right. And with a better offense, still a good defense, and an improved special teams, you're telling me they won't be, at least be better. I'm I'm saying they might be they might have the same they have a tough schedule out. That's the thing. They've got such a tough schedule this year. This is not easy. They have a tough you, September. I can agree with you. Their September is brutal. It is. That's a that's a brutal start to the season. I'm telling you, they're not beating Philly. They're absolutely not doing that. I think they and beat they, Miami. Maybe my I me, the Jets are the only, I think, winnable game. 
in that first four. That's now, saying something, considering look at all the moves the Jets have made. I still think they're going to go two and two. I don't know why. I think they're going to start and be better than they go. Think. They go one and three, zero oh and four. I don't know. About and then the four. media is going to freak out, and then maybe they'll get it together because then. I think after that, it's like the Raiders are involved. The Saints the maybe, might involved. not have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, the Saints. Um, you know, the Colts are somewhere in there. The Colts so, are the Colts. The Colts probably won't even have Jonathan Taylor, so we don't have yeah, to worry exactly. about that. So, regardless, regardless of that, and that's something we can talk about in a couple of weeks once the actual regular season starts to come into play. We'll do our big season preview and everything else, and our season records and everything else. I like where the offense is going. They're turning in the right direction. They are. And that's big. That's very, very big. One other thing to kind of note, Matthew Judon still kind of going through warm-ups and he's heading down to the conditioning field. He said the other day that it was kind of like a pacing thing and others were saying it's a it's a pace type of thing because he can't finish the season. I buy it a little bit, but I don't know how if, if I can buy into that fully. I, I know the contract. Yeah, the contract is something. That's what he wants. About. His management's telling him, hey, you're not doing every drill right now. And you know what? I don't blame him because he's the best player that the Patriots have on that roster. He is, and he shouldn't be 20th in the league when it comes to, uh, like, payroll. Not anymore. He should be one of the top play- paid players in the league. He should. They've, they, they've developed a star out of him. He was, already, he was already great in Baltimore. Now you get him, and he's been absolutely phenomenal since he came here. I don't get why we're not paying him. If I if were Belichick lets him if Belichick lets him walk, that's probably one of the big that's probably gonna be since Brady the biggest blunder in letting him walk. I think if the Patriots are smart and Bill Belichick's smart, he sits down with Judon and be like, Matt, listen, you're gonna get paid. We will take care of you. We have the most money out of anybody the next couple of years. Play out the season, we'll give you your money in the offseason, and we'll make sure you're here. For the long haul. Mm-hmm. That, that, in my opinion, they got three guys on the defensive ball. They defense says, well, they need to lock up next offseason. Judon, Dogger, Uche? Yeah, those are the three they need to lock up. And then eventually, on the offensive side of the ball, got got to lock up Owenu. Yeah, you have he's to. And, pro- he's probably the most underrated uh, offensive lineman in the league. Yeah, you, got, you have to keep him, too, for just the solidarity of the line. But guess what? You're probably not going to do that. No, you're not because you know Belichick can't you know understand how to sign you know players who are good. So it's a foreign concept to him for some reason. And the longer he's the GM, he, he the longer he's the GM, just like Heim Bloom with the Red Sox. The longer he's the GM, the longer his team is going to suffer. I said it the other day. I think on on the on my Red Sox podcast, or might say it before. I don't know, but the Red Sox and the and the Patriots are going to continue to be oh no i was talking with actually my travel baseball team about this cuz they they like sports um the Red Sox and Patriots are going to continue to be how they are with the owners that they have and they're going to yep. continue to stay in mediocrity for the next couple of years if they don't change their their philosophy yep. their they need to philosophy. go get a real gm keep belichick as the coach they need to go get a real gm a young guy too on top of that go get someone young who understands the game look at the giants they got someone who's you know, young and Joe Shen, uh, the Vikings, they got a young guy, uh, the Browns, they got a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Watson, horrible person. Still a good quarterback. They went, they went out and got him. Uh, the Jets. I mean, yeah, Joe Douglas is a little bit older, but still look at what he's been able to produce. 
couple you can't of- have a 71 year old GM in the NFL that's stuck in his own ways. You can't do that. No, you cannot. Couple Especially other- with how the, the game has changed from even five years ago. You got to do. You got to do something about it. No more. You can't be expecting players to take team friendly deals, which wouldn't surprise me if that's what Belichick is expecting Judon to do. Change your change your thinking. That's it. Just change your thinking. But- he won't. He's stuck up. He won't. He will. Other things, just really quick. Jack Jones got kicked out of Thursday's practice after a heavily contested ball with uh, Kendrick Bourne. He came back. And then he came back. I don't think he practiced after, right? Um, I think he practiced a little He talked to uh, Matt Groh about whatever the heck happened. He just needed to calm down. Not a good look for a guy that's that's going to be going into court in two weeks. Yeah. Not a good look. I don't know. if If that continues, I would get rid of him. I, I think it was – I think it's one little incident, though. It was, but, like, the Titans offensive lineman that started multiple fights of practice, he got released finally. I forget yeah. his name. I forget his name, but if that – if the if the pattern continues with Jack Jones, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't continue with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ever, ever, ever since Hernandez, the Patriots are careful about, yes. you know, like players in legal situations. Other little tidbits, happy birthday, Tom Brady. Yeah, forty six. The goat is forty six, and now Absolutely. he's and now he's uh gonna be like a co owner or something for uh Birmingham the, the yeah, minority owner of uh Birmingham or whatever. Yeah, there you go, soccer team. He's like, I don't know much about that football, but I know about winning. It's football. I'm interested. Okay, Tom Brady, chill out. Um, let's see what else from Patriots camp. Uh, the Patriots are gonna be playing the Texans in Week One of preseason next week actually i one, believe one right week from, what's the, today thursday one week from today is it august 11th or is it August? oh yeah it's august 10th i have it on my calendar in my kitchen one week from today oh man it's gonna be fun to have football back on the tube i know i probably still won't watch it because i gotta like pay like for it now but yeah yeah you, you, you might want to do that yeah, i'm gonna wait till the regular season maybe i'll have to discuss uh negotiations with the with the girlfriend to see what we're going to do about that. But yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. Football's basically back. It's back. And it's great to have because I, I can't watch any more Red Sox baseball. I mean, I'm going to continue to watch a little bit, but it's. I'll watch the playoffs when it starts because playoff baseball is great, but it'll be even better when I don't have to watch the Red Sox and freak out about it. Very true. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we uh, head out for the week, Maddie? I'm good. I'm good. Got nothing. You know. Hopefully, you know. Go, go, Pats. Obviously, if the next time you don't see me is in, you know, for a few weeks or whatever. Well, if you're going to be a co-host, you're going to be back on next week. True. We'll talk. We'll talk. As always, rate and subscribe to the Legends Lingo Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere else where you can get your podcast. Make sure to follow Maddie B. On Twitter at Matthew underscore Jordan with three T's. Make sure to check out his podcast coming out, the Bernie and Chris podcast, as they return from summer vacation. And as always, make sure to check out studentunionsports.com for everything that you want to be involved in with sports. And if you want to be involved in the student union family, I see you waving, don't worry. If you want to be involved in the student union family, please make sure to reach out to Liam Smith via either Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else that we have our socials. For Maddie B, I'm your host, Al. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hopefully Powder will be back next week. And as always, 
like we say at the end of every episode. Yes, sir.